Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. I want to talk to you this morning about seeds and harvest. Seeds and harvest. And first thing we think of is money, man, giving money to the Lord. And that's great, you know, tithe and offering and first fruits. First fruits is coming up in a, you know, little less than three weeks. But beyond that, seeds and harvest can be money, actions, attitudes, giving mercy. You know, at one point, uh, Matthew chapter 5, Jesus said, Blessed are the merciful, for they will obtain and receive mercy, right? You sow the seed of mercy, you receive a harvest of mercy. You sow a seed of patience, you receive a harvest of patience. Jesus said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. You treat others like you want to be treated, and they will treat you accordingly, right? So you give favor, you receive favor. Let's go to Galatians 6, 7. This talks, this refers to money, this refers to all kinds of things. But in this context, it's talking about sowing to the flesh and sowing to the spirit. And here's a verse I pulled out of that context. Look at it. It says, don't be misled. Don't be misled. Don't allow yourself to be fooled. You cannot mock the justice of God. God's always going to do what's right. So you will always harvest what you plant. You will always reap what you sow. Is everybody with me? Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. So what are you planting today? I want you to be cognizant. I want you to be aware and conscious of that today. What kind of seeds are you sowing? Whether it's tithe and offering, whether it's attitudes, whether it's actions, how you're treating people. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always, someone say always. You will always harvest or reap what you plant or what you sow. You will always harvest what you plant. So my first point today, and this is real basic, seeds and harvest, and you can't ever forget to do this. Say, I want to harvest. Well, you've got to give. You've got to give something. You've got to give to God. You've got to give to people. Give. Someone say give. Matthew 10, 8 says, and we can read that. That is also talking about other things, but it works for sowing and reaping. All right? Jesus said, heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. The last part of that, want to focus on that. Give as freely as you have received. One translation says, freely you have received. Now freely give, all right? So keep giving. My parents had to teach me that Christmas time. I've told you the stories over the years. You know, you kids get a gift and they haven't been taught yet or they're just a little bratty and they go, I already have something like this. Or this isn't what I wanted, right? Maybe some of you did that. I did that. Maybe some in here have done that. My parents, they dealt with me over that. I remember my Uncle Charles gave me a little He-Man toy. Y'all remember those? Well, I already had one. But he had spent money on that. Those are the coolest toys at the time in my mind, right? This is me being six or seven. And I remember he gave it to me. I opened it, and it was He-Man with battle armor or something. It would dent, like it would spin. and it, would, it, was, it was clean and new, and then you could thump it, and it would dent. It was really cool. And uh, I remember, I'll never forget, my Uncle Charles, man, one of my favorites of all time, that guy. We kind of looked like, you know, our ears and our haircut genetically, about the same size. I'll never forget. He gave me that gift. I remember where I was, and I went, I already have this. Well, guess what? Mom and Dad were within earshot. I don't know who heard it, but later on that day, we were at a gas station in Brownwood, Texas, and they decided to bring it up then. And Dad said, don't you ever do that again. When someone gives you a gift, you be grateful. You be grateful. 
all right? I mean, my, my Uncle Charles had given me something, all right? And that's going to tie into my next point here in a little bit. But freely you have received, now freely give. Give as freely as you have received. When you receive, sure, be grateful. But let me tell you something about giving. We'll get into the uh, receiving here in a minute. But did you know that giving releases gratitude? I've heard that before. I think I, maybe I've known it before. But my wife and I were texting yesterday, and God began to speak to me through my wife. How many know God can speak to you through your spouse, through your pastors, through your friends, through the other godly people in your lives? We were texting yesterday. It was about gratitude, and I began to look into it. And did you know that secular scientists have done studies on giving? And when you give, many times it releases a, a sense of peace and satisfaction and connection <clears throat> and trust and happiness and joy. Why? Because in your brain, there's a neurotransmitter being released called oxytocin. And when that is released, you feel all these things. And on the physical level, when you give, it creates gratitude in you. Isn't that amazing? This morning you were giving God praise because you were grateful. And the more you praised him and thanked him, the more you became grateful. Isn't that incredible? So when you give, you're expressing your gratitude. And sometimes, I know, some of you have given to people, you say, man, they didn't even deserve it. They haven't thanked me. But you're expressing your gratitude that they're alive and they're in your life, no matter what. Some of you have kids like that. Some of you have people in your lives like that. You say, man, I'm giving, but they don't seem very grateful. They don't seem very grateful. Well, that, don't you worry. You continue to give to whoever you feel led to give to. And you give and you give and you give. And it's doing something in your brain. It's also doing something in your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. And it's doing something on the spiritual level. So don't ever forget that, okay? So when you give... You're releasing pleasure and connection, and you're also releasing gratitude. Look at Luke 6.38. Jesus actually made a commandment here. He said, give and you will receive. Everybody knows this verse. You've heard it. You learned it in King's Kids. We've talked about it. It's something that we're very familiar with. Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full. Press down, shaken together to make room for more. Wow. Running over and what? Poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Whatever measure you meet, it will be measured back to you, one translation says. So let's go to the beginning of that verse again. Give and you shall receive. Whether it's giving to God, tithing offerings and first fruits, whether it's giving gifts to people. We just got through the Christmas season. You gave, man, you gave to some ungrateful people. You gave to some grateful people. But as you gave, you released gratitude for their lives. And as you give gifts celebrating the birth of Jesus, you're releasing gratitude to God for everything he's done for you. So continue to give, right? Continue to give. All right, this, this caught me off guard Friday night. We'd gotten back into town, and, and Jen, Jen and I were talking. I went to get some special uh, Kleenex. I guess they're puffs from Walgreens. You know the lotion kind? The kind that don't chafe you. If you're really wiping your nose and, you know, allergic, they, they actually help out. The, the, they're the little Kleenex with lotion. Well, I went to grab some. Y'all, I love Walgreens. I love Walgreens. But everybody here knows that Walgreens isn't cheaper than Walmart. Walgreens is not cheap. So I went to grab the package. It had three of those boxes of puffs, like Kleenex, you know, with lotion. Walked up to the counter. And I was standing there, and a guy, he's turning around. He, you know, he can't believe that the line's not moving. And I noticed he had some hard tea, you know. I guess that's tea with a little bit of alcohol in it. It's a very extra brisk tea. 
And I, I didn't look up at him, but I was like, oh, okay, he's getting some tea here. So, you know, that, great. You know, I'm just thinking, you know, things are going through my mind, and I have random thoughts just like anyone. And he's looking behind me, so they're, they're waiting on people behind us. The line's long. It was moving really slow. And when he's looking back, he glances up and looks at me, and we look at each other, and we had a moment. And he goes, oh, no way. And we have not seen each other in 30 years. I didn't recognize him at first. He goes, Matt. And I called his name. What? At the same time. I said, what are you doing, man? Oh, man, what have you been up to? We're talking. And here he is buying brisk tea, right? And uh, so we're talking. We go to the next line. We're still talking. He said, man, you're still in Hobbs. What are you doing? I said, man, I've been pastoring now for 24 years. Started, I didn't get into the details. I began as a youth pastor 24 years ago this month. And uh, so he goes, oh, all right, that is amazing, man. So he's buying brisk tea, and then he looks at what I have in my hands, and he goes, is that all you're getting? I go, yeah, why? And he goes, man, let me buy that for you. I said, okay, so throw it in. Well, the lady, all she saw was that I set a box on the counter, and it's tissue. She goes, can I see your ID as well, sir? And I went, oh, okay, I guess because he's getting liquor in his purchase, you know. So I went to pull out my ID, and, and the guy goes, oh, he's just getting Kleenex. And she goes, oh, no, never mind. I don't need your ID. I thought, it was, I thought it, he was buying alcohol for you. She said, I just saw the box. I said, no, it's just Kleenex. So I was so grateful, even in that interesting situation. You know, I could have been religious in that moment and messed up his chance to bless someone, right? This dude's buying alcohol. Man, I'm not going to kick the beer can out of everybody's hand, but I'm going I'm to restart a relationship with this guy. We got each other's numbers. Let's see what God does. But I wanted to share that with you because it touched me that someone would give to me while they're at Walgreens and they're saying hi after 30 years. I don't know if it's because he got con convicted because I'm a pastor, but it was a very genuine gift and it touched my heart. And my wife and I, and I'm telling you, my wife challenges me. I am a giver in many ways, but Jen is the consummate giver. She's a great example of generosity. She challenges me, but man, we give away clothes, shoes, money, whatever, and we do it often. And when we do that, we know that God is always taking care of our account in heaven. Like Jesus said, up in heaven where moth and rust can't touch it. You ever had a moth get into your suit jacket? I think Dad Brown did here in Hobbs, of all places. He had a moth get into his suit jacket, eat it all up. You ever had something rust and get corrupted and messed up? Well, guess what? When you store up in heaven, nothing can touch it. It's eternal. So continue, continue, continue to give. And you express gratitude for people and what you've been given when you give. You just, you're just you expressing gratitude. Remember, and it's unlocking things in your brain, all this stuff. So number one, someone say give. That's right. We're going to continue to give. And uh, be thinking about that this month. You say, man, is this your sales pitch? I'm not going to get a raise if you give more at First Fruits or you give more tithe today right now, but you will be blessed. Sure, God takes care of the bills here. It's a debt-free ministry. The whole block is paid for. We go on mission trips. We give. We give to the poor. We help people. We help in Dominican Republic, as have you. But I'm telling you, giving is for you. You know what giving does? It fights greed in your life. Almost everybody has a little bit of greed left in them, a little bit. Say, uh, I don't want to give that, right? And you don't have to give everything away. You need to, you need to hear from God. I knew, I've known of people, the man, one guy saw The Passion of the Christ, the movie, and he went home, and man, maybe God led him, and he started giving everything away and said, I'm going to become a missionary. 2004, when The Passion came out. Touched my heart. Touched my heart. 
But you give and you continue to give and let God attack greed and work on your character in your life. But we give so that God can bless us as well. And when you get blessed again, that is what this morning? Part two. Point two. Receive. Receive everything God has for you. Don't fight it. Just receive it. And there's, there's different kinds of people here. There are those that sometimes we get a little, I don't know what it is. We go, no, 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 don't, I'm not going to let you give me that. And other times we go, well, I'm just going to receive all the time and not give. But you can also unlock gratitude in your life when you receive. The same as giving. So it releases oxytocin in your brain and the pleasure and the connection and the trust and what secular scientists call happiness and joy. That's where giving and receiving and you're serving and you're seeing smiles on people's faces like help a home. Man, it really does something in your life. Or when you give an offering to the Lord. And I know there are people in here who have given before. Can I borrow that cup from you? You've given before and you wondered. Thank you so much. Don't raise your hand, please. You know, I like surveys, but not right now. You ever given and walked out of the service or walked out of wherever and said, oh, man, they hustled me. Oh, man. We knew a guy years ago, and he was such a giver, and that was, he was just part of the ministry of helps. He was giving, and he was teaching giving, and he said, man, he made a pledge to give God $1,000 when he was very, very poor. And you say, I got to be rich to give $1,000. No, you just got to have $1,000, right? So he said, man, he walked out in the parking lot. And as soon as he had given or pledged at his church or somewhere to give 1000 or 1500 I don't remember what it was. It was a lot of money. But for him, it sounded impossible. He was going to have to pay it in payments. He said he plummeted into depression. <laughs> he said he was so depressed. He said, I can't believe I did that. Because he took it seriously. He said, now I owe God, and I owe where I promised for the ministry. And he goes, oh, my gosh, he was so depressed. He felt so low. But he'd learned to give and receive, and the cycle just kept going and going and going in his life. And as he gave, he began to receive. And this guy became wealthy, came to speak to us years and years ago, he and his wife. And they'd just been blessed. They'd gone from a little one, two-bedroom house to a big old mansion, and they just kept giving. And here's the thing. When you receive, you don't fall in love, love with what you're getting and start to put that before God and others. You don't fall in love with the gifts. You're, some of you, that's your love language. You love to give and receive. That's your love language. Some of you, your love language is food. That should be one of the love languages. That's part of giving and receiving as well. Some of your love language is touch or words of affirmation. But some of you, it's just giving gifts and receiving gifts. So you release gratefulness when someone gives you something. And whether you're crazy about it or not, you say, man, I don't know if I can use this, then re-gift it. Carry it on. Like they say, pay it forward in the world, right? Pay it forward. You say, man, I'm not going to be able to use this. Give it to someone who can. All right? Keep receiving and giving, and you keep the cycle going. I remember just the other night when I received from my old friend at Walgreens, it did something in me, and it made me feel so grateful. I came home and told Jen about it. I was just, I don't know how much he spent on me, 10 or 15 bucks on that, the puffs with lotion. I don't know how much that was, but I was expecting to pay for it, and it touched my heart. It just touched my heart. And so continue to give, continue to receive. Let's go to Isaiah 55.10. Isaiah 55.10. Look at this. Let's do this one in, I think I had it. Try, try New King James Version if you can. No, 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 no. Let's go with this one. This is good for now. This is good. New Living. 
let's leave it right there. The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. So we see here that God gives seed to the sower or the farmer. He gives you seed to be able to give again, doesn't he? It produce, everything God does, you say, man, well, that, is that just talking about farming and rain? That's part of it, but all truth is parallel. We see that when God sends rain, when God sends you blessings of money and blessings of, for a job or whatever, it's producing seed for the sower. It's producing seed for the farmer. See yourself as a farmer sowing, and you receive a harvest, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. Did you know that every time you're blessed, you can bless someone who's hungry? That's giving and receiving. Someone say giving and receiving. Now, just for a moment, let's talk about it for a minute. Very, very simple message today. You say, man, I wanted something deeper. We can get into something deeper maybe Wednesday night when we go verse by verse. But look at this, giving and receiving. Some folks struggle with this. This is a great review. And some of you say, man, I don't struggle with this. I'm a giver already. Well, God can always speak to you about giving and what you're doing already and what you're doing right. But look at this. He gives seed to the sower. So he's always giving you something constantly. What are some of the things God have given us? How about your health? Some of you say, man, I've been through a battle with my health. Yeah, but your heart's still beating, and here you are. Some of you have been, have been in, in some awful car accidents. I'd like to see a show of hands if you've been in a bad car accident and lived to walk away from it. That includes Dad, too. He's been in a couple of them. Wow, here you are. Rolled over vehicles, everything else, and here you are. Broken bones or not, or just walked away without a scratch hardly, and here you are. How about those kiddos? You say, yeah, but I want to whip all of them. Uh-huh, he gave you your kids, though. <laughs> you can whip them later as they deserve it, not just to do it, right? You say, man, your children. That's an, uh, What about gifts from people during Christmas, all this other stuff, money, jobs, good-paying jobs? What else has God given you? Every article of clothing you're wearing. And you're not going to take it to heaven with you. You're going to leave your socks here when you go to heaven one day. Whether you are raptured or live to be old and die here in, in the Lord, you're going to have to leave your socks behind. So give and receive and keep the cycle going. Keep the cycle going. Let me read this verse again. I want us to get this. The rain and snow come down from the heavens. It's a form of blessing from God. And they stay on the ground to water the earth. Hmm. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer or the sower and bread for the hungry. God is always giving. God is always giving. So give back to God. Give back to his people. We say, man, I, I'm so grateful for receiving. What do I do with this now? You turn around and give again. You turn around and give. As people have given to me, I just continue to give. People give me words of kindness and affirmation and encouragement and exhortation and the truth from the word and words from God, and I give them to you. And I give them to my wife, and I give them to people when they're talking to me, and I encourage people. And people give money to us, and we give money. People give, man, I've had people put gas in the vehicle. I put gas in someone's vehicle. Whatever it is, you say, man, I gave someone a cold drink. Whatever it is, continue to give. Always keep the wheels, the ancient wheel of sowing and reaping going in your life. Give every chance you get. My wife and I, we do text to give, and I love that because when something hits our account, I can just text to give immediately. I love that. Some of you say, man, I'm more of a cash person. Or I bring a check. How many of you bring checks? Still, no, don't raise your hands. Don't raise your hands. A few, a few of you. A few of you. We have, I think, two or three checks left in our house, and I don't know where they are right now. They're somewhere in the house. I say, man, a check. 
However you choose to give, God is going to honor it, okay? Not just first fruits and tithe and offering, but keep giving. You're releasing gratitude when you give and you receive. You give and you receive. Someone say give and someone say receive. That is good. And remember what Jesus said, freely you have received, now freely give. Don't you ever forget that. Don't ever, ever, ever forget that. Look at Acts 20, 35. I skipped this a while ago. Look at what the apostle said here. He said, I've been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. And he says, you should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. It's more blessed. You want to go King James, more blessed, more blessed to give than to receive. And as you give, God will always give back to you, I promise. There are those of you in here that have given and given and given down to nothing, and God has always refilled your tank, remember? Always. Look back. Look back on the past. God has always refilled and blessed you and taken care of stuff, paid off debts, given you vehicles, blessed your home. You are blessed, so continue to give and continue to receive. This is very basic this morning, but I want you to hang with me, all right? want you to hang with me. Third point today. Third point today is don't stop. Give, receive, and don't stop. Anybody been in an airport lately? When you're walking out of the secure part of the airport, you walk through a little chamber in most places, and it's, it's that silver metal and glass, and as you're walking through, the doors open automatically, and you hear the voice say, don't stop, keep moving forward. Don't stop. And it's kind of a weird voice. Don't stop. Right? Even in the Hobbs Airport, you get back and you walk through the chamber, it says, don't stop. I was reminded of that the other day. I said, man, we cannot stop giving, receiving, and repeating the whole process. Don't stop. You stop giving, you stop receiving. Really. If there are seasons in your life, you say, man, I haven't given much. Well, you can't expect to receive much from God or others or anything else. you got to keep the ancient cycle in motion. Look at this. Genesis 8.22 in the New King James Version. Look at this. Look at God's promise to Noah, and this is to us and our children and to everybody on this planet. And it was amazing because God made a covenant with not only Noah and his family, but he made a great covenant with the animals of the earth. <laughs> he said, I'm never going to flood the earth again and destroy the whole earth through means of a flood. And he also made this promise. He said, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, Winter and summer and day and night shall not cease. Let's go back. Let's read it again. We'll just stay right here. We'll hang, we'll hang out on it. I know the last few words are shall not cease or will not stop. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest. Someone say seed time and harvest. Uh-huh. Cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night will never cease. They will not stop. Seed time and harvest. As long as there is an earth, there will be seed time and harvest. In your personal finances, in the farmer's fields, with actions, with giving of all kind, giving mercy. Jesus said once again, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain and receive mercy. Wow. You sow and you reap. You sow and you reap. You give and you receive and you repeat it. Don't stop. Now, I've got to remind everyone in here about this because we've, we've all gotten to this point at one place in our lives, if we're honest with God, honest with each other, and that is at some point in life, we just get tired of it. You ever been there? 
say, man, I'm doing all this and I'm doing right and I'm doing I'm sowing and I'm oh, I'm just I'm just tired. Scripture says, don't be weary in doing what's right. Don't be weary in well doing. Don't get tired of doing what is right. Don't get tired of sowing and reaping for God and in your own personal life. Don't. Because Scripture says, in due season, you will reap, you will receive. That's receive. In due season, you will receive if you don't faint. Don't give up. Don't faint. Give and receive. Don't give up. Some of you were here on a Wednesday night, and I told you, you know, some of the fainting story about Pastor Jen. She felt like fainting when she got on the airplane after leaving New York and New Jersey. We had surgery, you know in October, and I was talking about fainting. You feel faint. When you faint, it me, you, in that moment, and my wife can describe it better than me, she did not faint, but she had a blood thinner, and so we were up in the air flying, and at that altitude, her blood pressure was probably very low, and she felt faint. I don't know if there's anyone in here who's ever fainted for real, but in that moment, you have. Some of you are nodding your heads. You fainted for real. In that moment, not because you want to, even if it's just for a few seconds, you're giving up on everything, aren't you? Just in that moment, you may fall, you may lose consciousness, you don't know what happened, and it's beyond your control many times, okay? But here's my point. Don't ever get to the place where you consciously allow yourself to faint in the spirit or faint in life and doing what's right. Don't do it. Don't do it. It said, do not be weary. Don't get tired of doing right of doing well or well-doing because in due season you will reap a harvest you will reap if you don't faint it's hard to reap if you're laying there fainted right i don't know if i'm saying that correctly say i gave up it's over i just throw my hands up. i'll drop the ball fumble it forget it i'm just gonna give up no don't give up don't give up i know you didn't consciously faint but man sometimes i believe you can in life where you just go I'm going to give up and just fall over and say it's over. I'm done. And some of you are at a place right now where you say, man, should I continue doing what's right in that area? And here's the word of the Lord for you today is, yes, dear son, dear daughter, you keep doing what's right in that area, in that relationship. You can have boundaries. Now, if you're getting re- abused, you, like some awful thing, you can draw a boundary and get away from that. But I'm just saying many times there are areas in our life and situations in our life where it hadn't gotten, it has not gotten that bad, but we're ready to give up and faint. No, God says, keep doing what's right. Keep doing the right thing. Someone say the right thing. Sowing good things, sowing money to the kingdom of God and to people's lives, giving, being a blessing, buying groceries for people, receiving at the same time so you can give again because every time you give, you receive. When you receive, you start over with giving and you don't stop is something marvelous, but you can't faint. Don't be weary. Don't be tired of doing what's right because in due season, in due season, you will reap a great, great harvest. And some of you right now, You've been giving and praying and asking God for certain things according to his will. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's on the way. It's even at your door. It's just about to knock on your door. Whatever you've been waiting for, this is the year. This is the year. Get ready. I'm telling you, get ready. Make room. Some of your houses are already so full, you need to give away some stuff. Me and Pastor Jen have to do that all the time. So blessed, it's time to give away. It's time to have a garage sale. It's time to sow. It's time to go to House of Hope. It's time to whatever. Keep giving. 
But make room for that blessing you've been praying for because it is on its way. God has not forgotten you. You've prayed according to his will. Scripture says the desire of the righteous is not evil. You have those desires for that? Whatever it is you're praying for and believing God for, it's on its way. Healing, a new vehicle, a new home, your own home, in a safer neighborhood. Whatever it is, it's on its way. The money to pay off something so you don't have to worry about it anymore, it's God's will for you to receive that. So keep giving and keep believing. What does the song by Journey say? Don't stop believing. It's not a Christian song, but I love that chorus. Don't stop believing. I won't sing it. I almost did. Oh, it almost happened. It's just so singable. It's so singable. Don't stop believing. You've got to give and receive and don't stop. If you stop giving, you will stop receiving. Let the ancient cycle remain in motion. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer and day and night, they will not cease. They will not end. Seed time and harvest will always be. So be thinking about that for First Fruits. The weekend of the First Fruits Conference this month is the 26th, 27th, and 28th. On Sunday the 28th, three weeks from today, we'll be giving our First Fruits offering. So speak to God about that. Talk to him. Whatever he leads you to give, that's between you and God. That's between you and God. You say, man, God's been telling me I need to give. You'll be amazed after you give what God will do in your life. Last year we gave. It felt like all hell broke loose. Things started happening. We had plumbing problems. And then God began to provide one thing after another and take care of stuff. We had a major surgery last year. God provided. One thing after another, God provided for it because we're givers. Okay, And God continues to challenge my giving and my gratitude. And I tell you today, I am so grateful for everything God has done. I declare it among you, my people, my friends and family today. I declare that God has been so good to me. He's been so good to you. He's not done. He's always working, always working, even while you're sleeping. He never stops working like the song says. And he's working on your behalf. God is with you. So give. Let's, do, let's put those on the screen. Someone say give. Number two, receive. Someone say receive. And number three, don't stop. Like it says at the airport. Remember, don't stop. Go ahead and bow your heads. Close your eyes. Let's pray today. There's something I like to do at every service. And that is make sure, make sure that everyone is right with God, especially those who have never accepted Jesus. So this morning, if there was someone in this house or on the live stream at the sound of my voice that says, Pastor Matt, I have never accepted Jesus. I've never made him the Lord of my life. If that is you, I want you to, want you to raise your hand. If that's you, you've never accepted Jesus and made him the Lord of your life, raise your hand and I'm going to pray with you today. Let's make sure. I need to make sure. All right, so here's what I want you to do. I want you to pray with me in agreement, out loud. You're going to repeat this, the sinner's prayer with me. And this is for those online, for anyone who has never accepted Jesus, all right? And making sure in this house as well. So say this prayer with me if you would. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm so sorry for my sin. Please cleanse me. Forgive me. I need you. And I realize, apart from you, I'm a sinner. I call upon your name. Save me, Lord.
from my sin, from my past, from myself. I'm so sorry. Say, I confess that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Say it again. He is my Lord. Not the devil, not money, not the world system, or my job. Say, Jesus is my Lord. And say, I accept Jesus into my heart to take up residence and to live there and guide me by the Holy Spirit. I believe that I am saved according to your word, Lord. And I believe Jesus died and rose again for me in Jesus' name. Now let me pray a special blessing over you. I know you have needs you're waiting on. Go ahead and raise your hands all over this house if you have a need, something you're waiting on God about. You've been talking to him. You're believing for a miracle. It's just about everybody in here. God is doing something in your hearts, in your lives, in your finances, in your relationships right now. Right now, we believe. Father, in Jesus' name, all over this house, we are believing for you to move in these areas because we can't do it. We can't move in these areas and get it done. That's why we need a miracle. That's why Jesus came. He's the miracle worker. You are the one who gives us a miracle and does something in these situations that we cannot do. Only you can do it, God. We believe today. And I thank you that you are taking care of these things in our lives. And we trust you and we worship you and we praise you because it is done. You've already heard us and we know that it's on the way. Someone say it's on the way. We believe. We honor you and we thank you today, Father God. And I thank you for these folks that they have a prosperous and blessed and unmatched new year. A year like never before, I declare it. In my life, their lives, every one of us, this will be a unique, unusual, and powerful year for our lives. We believe it, a year like never before. Continue to work in us and through us and for us, Father. In Jesus' name, somebody said, amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a clap off in this morning if you would.